Daddy, stop talking. Sometime shortly after the twins started talking, they decided I should shut up. It quickly became a family joke to teach them to tell Daddy to zip it. I remember one night we were sitting around watching TV as a family, and I was pausing the TiVo and yapping, as I'm prone to do. Natalia, who I'm sure had been coached up by Lynette, chimed in with the quiet time, Daddy. This delighted Lynette and also the nanny, Olga, who was also sitting with us. Before Natalia could even talk, she'd been trained by Lynette to flap her hand open and close like a duckbill and say, papit, papit, papit. That's the Italian version of you're talking too much. Once it got a laugh, she kept going with it. Eventually, the phrase became, Daddy, stop talking. I was on stage once doing a charity auction at the Feast of San Gennaro, and the kids were on stage with me. Natalia grabbed the mic and started saying, Daddy, stop talking. I shot back with, if Daddy stops talking, you don't get a pony. That's basically what this book is about. It isn't just a book. It's an act of defiance. Everyone in my life is trying to shut me up. But when I shut up, so does my wallet. This is how Daddy pays for all the events you drag him to that annoy him, that house full of your crap, and all the concerts, restaurants, and camps you go to while Daddy's out hustling. It isn't just Natalia. One weekend in 2012, Lynette was out of town again, and I was left home to take care of the kids. But we called her to check in and say goodnight. She asked Sonny how things were going with Daddy, and he told her, he's wasting my time. Apparently, Sonny had very important Play-Doh to get to or something, because he felt I was just talking a little too much. I brought him on to the podcast a day or two later to break it down. He said, you're talking to me until dinner time, and infamously, it's just a waste of my time. This sound clip, a drop, as we call him in the radio game, became so popular we turned it into a ringtone and sold about $8,000 worth of them. Since then, Sonny's been pestering me for his cut. Literally. Like everyone else in my life, the kids want my money. Recently, I had Sonny on stage with me for a corporate event, and he was starting to hit me up for his end of the ringtone money again. I said, you're living in it, you little shit. That's where the money's going. He's a sweetheart, but he does actually believe I owe him money. One time I was sitting down for dinner with the kids at a diner. Natalia had a grilled cheese and Sonny got a ham sandwich and french fries. At a certain point, I reached over and took a bite of Sonny's sandwich. Carbs don't count if they're on someone else's plate. I knew he wasn't going to finish it and I'm not into wasting food, especially food I pay for. He looked up at me and said, you have a huge mouth in two ways. You take huge bites of stuff and you never stop talking. My initials are ALC, Adam Lakers Corolla, but they might as well be ATM. My kids experience but don't appreciate the nonstop stream of money and the stuff in their lives. There's zero connection for them between what daddy does and the things they enjoy. You want to talk about a childhood. I was telling you earlier that uh, my daughter had her friend over and that her Dad was going to pick her up at some point, and I was not going to let him walk unescorted to the Pinkberry. Again, not that I gave a shit, but I didn't want to get the stink eye from him. He comes pulling up in his Mercedes. My daughter, whose plan in life is just to do everything all in the same day, says, can I go with my friend? They're going to Hollywood. They have a 
German foreign exchange student that they're showing Hollywood to, and they're going out to lunch, can I go with? And I knew I had to come here and do this book. So I said, yeah, go ahead, go with them. Just don't come back before three because I won't be back before three. And then I said to the nice man who was driving the Mercedes, where are you heading? And he said, I know a guy who owns the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. They have a really nice restaurant in there. And I was going to take him to lunch. And I said, wow, first off, my dad didn't know a guy who owned a fucking sizzler, number one. I mean, if my dad knew somebody who co-managed an Arby's, it would have been huge. It would have been massive. But my fucking dad didn't know anyone. And by the way, he's going to take that to his grave. But this guy knew a guy who ran a really cool restaurant in a really hip hotel right in the middle of Hollywood. And then as they were backing out of the driveway, I realized she was at the Roosevelt Thursday night for the premiere of my Paul Newman documentary. She's now returning like MacArthur to the Philippines, except for back to the Roosevelt, this time for brunch, not 72 hours later. I think when I graduated high school at age 18, I got to eat at a place called the Smokehouse, and it was a huge deal. Huge. Jesus, goddamn Christ. Back to the Roosevelt.